1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are live from Celtic Park as Celtic take on Sarajevo tonight. Stephen Gerrard says he never told Andy Gray he was confident Rangers would win the league this season and Angelo Alessio can't wait to experience a European night at Rugby Park. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me at Celtic Park tonight is Mark Wilson. Well, Andrew, how good is it to be back in competitive football again? We've had seven long weeks of talking about transfers and who's going out the door, who's coming in in teams, but now we're back at the business end and we're better to start than here at Celtic Park in the Champions League qualifiers. Our four top teams all in action this week in European competitions and all sitting pretty just now, but we know how quickly European ties can turn on its head. I don't expect any problems here. I don't expect any problems for Rangers, but our other two teams, I don't think the ties are dead, but all exciting stuff and um, it's just great to be back with some competitive football after a long summer. We'll make sure to get involved as well. A call or a tweet would be nice not shouting abuse at us from the stands. Mark's used to that here from his playing <laughs> days anyway. The number 0141-951-1025 or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Of course, a 3-1 lead that Celtic take into this game. It, it, it didn't look great in the, in the first or the opening stages for, for mm. Celtic last week, but they really did manage to, to turn it around, Mark. Well, they did. I don't think um, it was a surprise that they turned it around in the end, but these games... These games come around so quickly now for, for our teams. Um, I mean, you're talking you only get a, a couple of weeks off. The guys who are away playing international football, maybe even a week to 10 days off, and they're right back in it. And it's hard to hard to really hit the ground running. And these games matter a lot. It's not as if you're playing pre-season friendlies. Other, other clubs have got the luxury um, of fielding young players and, and giving players maybe... 45 minutes at a time but for our teams in our league playing European football after three friendlies perhaps is hard work so you can understand how, how Celtic struggled in the first 30 minutes you know Rangers in the first half of their game you know weren't up to scratch but once they get that confidence back once they get a goal um, both of the teams you can see the quality then takes over in these games and you would expect that and I thought Celtic in particular um, negotiated that tie pretty well after going a goal behind don't expect any problems here I think tonight after they've got another 90 minutes at the weekend under their belt I think tonight on this park in front of their own fans I think it should be a breeze I mean it was a, a, the conditions last week as well yeah. were, were quite something this will be you'd think a lot more straightforward Celtic will be a lot more comfortable you would think so and it'll be interesting to see who actually takes to the field for Celtic you know a, a lot of players it's a big squad you wonder if Neil um, thinks that he can afford to put in one or two who has, haven't had that much game time um, but going by what he was saying he, he believes the tie isn't over and I said at the start you never know with European football but you think whoever Celtic puts out tonight would, would have enough quality to, to do the job and it's important it's it's important to get these minutes and that competitive edge um, this early in the season I, I said how it was difficult it is difficult when it comes around so quickly but after these games and you're, you're going into a, another qualifier shortly after it puts you in good stead so uh, as I say whoever Neil puts out tonight um, I'm sure we'll have the quality to 
to get through this tie pretty comfortable. I mean, it's a real balancing act at this point of the season where we've seen Celtic are doing it, Rangers are doing it, where you've got a European game on the Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. You're then playing a friendly mm-hmm. on the Saturday and Sunday. You're having to rotate players, give the right players the right minutes yeah. and, and get people involved players that are at different stages of, of their pre-seasons as well yeah well the thing I, I mean I remember years ago when I was playing it was, it was basically you came back from pre-season you'd done your week to ten days running then you went into maybe four or five pre-season games where everyone got rotated and if you weren't playing you were you were doing running sessions in between and that's where you got your fitness but as I said these games are coming around three games three pre-season friendlies and you're right into competitive games so it's, it's very difficult for a manage a manager to, to juggle that with squad and, and who plays in the in the real games that matter and who he needs up to speed. You know, both both teams had games at the weekend and the managers utilise that by, by changing their squads. Today I, I do think Neil will, will go with what he thinks is his, his strongest eleven. And then if it's a breeze in the first half you may see one or two coming off at half-time. It's just a case of, really, with these two-legged ties, especially if you know, you've know you got that advantage from the first leg, it's just not to get complacent, not to get bogged down and, and anything else. You really just need that professional job from whatever eleven it is out yeah, there. Yeah, of course, especially tonight. I mean, after after the weekend, you know, you have a pre-season friendly at home. I, th- I think the fans come with so much expectation and they want to see free-flowing football, loads of goals. It didn't happen at the weekend for Celtic, so this is the next chance to impress, and it's it's a meaning, a meaningful game. So I think Neil have the players really fired up for this. I, I don't think there'll be there'll be any complacency. I don't think it'll be a slow tempo tonight, which is sometimes what happens in pre-season games. People are just you know getting their fitness. I think Neil will have these players fired up right from the beginning. He'll have them playing at a, a top tempo, and I think if they play that way then I don't think Sarri will be able to live with him. We obviously don't know the starting lineup yet. I think we'll find that at around half past. But you'd think if the likes of Christopher Julien, Bolly Bolingoli, if they were involved tonight, then it's a great opportunity for them to sort of soak up the atmosphere here in a game under the lights at Celtic Park and really get a feel yeah. for a competitive game here. I think that's important early on in your your Celtic career to, to play here you know I understand when you come to Celtic a lot of the pre-season stuff's away you know when it was me it was away in America you know Austria or whatever and it was some time before you actually got back to Celtic Park and play and I think these players are fortunate that it's came around pretty quickly and it's a I keep saying it a meaningful game it's not a meaningless game that they can go out and you know, be a bit lax. They need to be fully concentrated. So I think that helps him uh, at the start of their Celtic career because it's a great place to play, a brilliant place to play, but it can be a tough place to play, Celtic Park. And I think the the sooner you experience it, the better. Celtic fans, are you on your way to the game? Are you coming here tonight watching it on the TV? We want to hear from you. Who do you think will start? Who do you want to start for Celtic tonight? 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Let's get the thoughts of Neil Lennon first though. He says they won't be underestimating Sarajevo tonight despite taking a 3-1 aggregate lead into the game. He's also hoping plenty of players will have benefited from Saturday's run out against Wren. Go out and try and win the game and you know, not be complacent and uh, show the respect that we showed Sarajevo in the first leg. Uh, it was a good game, good game from our point of view. We played well and you know, we can't take any opposition lightly in this competition. So, it, well, it's a, it's a nice lead. It's, uh, the tie's not over yet. So, again, you know, it's another step forward for us in terms of 
where we want to be in terms of getting the game under our belts and, and hopefully we can be sharper and fitter than we were this time last week. You know, it's important that, you know, the likes of Griffiths and, and Julianne, uh, Morgan, you know, they all got, you know, a good run out and they will benefit from that. So obviously they come into our thinking. I mean, that will be a positive for, for Celtic fans. He was on the, the bench for the game last week against Sarajevo, Lee Griffiths. He's one that Celtic fans really want to see out on the pitch again in a competitive match. It's been a long time for Lee Griffiths. I think everybody wants to see him back in the, out on the pitch again. Um, you know, such a terrific player. Um, he's He's been a fantastic goal scorer for Celtic. And not just his goal scoring. I, I see it a lot, what he brings all round. You know, even his pressing from the front got so much better under Brendan Rodgers. Um, I think that's why he was left out a wee bit under Brendan Rodgers. But it improved. You know, just that pace putting defenders under pressure then leads to, you know, turnover possession. He set pieces, different class. So he brings so much other than his goals. And I think that's why the Celtic fans are desperate to see him back. But he's been out for a long time uh, and nobody really knows what's gone through his head uh, when he was out for that length of time. But it's great to see him. He, he's put in the work in pre-season. Um, and, and I've heard Neil saying that and I've heard the other coaches saying that. He's put in hard work. And it's going to take time to he's up to speed. But I'm sure if he gets any game time tonight, um, he'll make the most of it. He's a player that makes the most of every opportunity he gets. And at times he may find it difficult this season if he's behind odds in Edward, if Neil decides to play that way. But one thing's for sure, when he gets a chance, he more often puts the ball in the the net than, than he, he doesn't so he's a great option to have for Celtic and it'll be great to see him back I think he was I think he was uh, he was missed at the tail end of the season I think a lot of pressure was on Edward's shoulders and I thought the young Frenchman certainly shouldered some at Scottish Cup final but I think a player needs to be taken out sometimes and I think he missed not having Lee Griffiths there so it'll be a great bonus for Celtic almost like a new signing you know from, from January almost like someone who's just coming in the door fresh uh, and as I say, if he gets a chance, I'm sure he'll take it. 0141-951-1025 if you want to get involved. Frank from Garrahill is on the line. What's your point tonight, Frank? Uh, good evening. Um, it was just about Laurie was on last night uh, and he was talking about Kieran Tierney and he, uh, he said that uh, he thought Kieran Tierney was the best left back he'd ever seen at Celtic Park. And uh, when we back to the, the days of Jim Kennedy and so on, uh, I've got to disagree with uh, with Laurie. Uh, Kieran Tierney's a wonderful player, but uh, I, I can go back a wee bit further than, than, than Laurie. I can go way back to 1937. I've seen every Celtic left-back since then. And uh, the one player who stands out, stands supreme, is Tommy Gemmel. Yeah. No good compares with him. He's, yeah. what he's, got, he's got much better than Tierney was. He's much Bigger, powerful player, and he was two-footed. And uh, Kieran Tierney, I say, is a wonderful player. I hope we don't lose him at all. But uh, that's my uh, considered opinion. I think for listen, I, I I don't know if I can argue much with that. Um, I think if you're Kieran Tierney um, and you're hearing things like this, then. I mean, what a feeling that must be to be either considered Celtic's best left back or just behind Tommy Gemmel. You know, it's not a bad place to be. It's not a bad company. It's not a bad company to keep. Um, listen, uh, Frank, I, I totally agree with Tommy Gemmel. I, I mean, unbelievable. I've only seen, um, obviously, footage of him um, and what he did for the club will, will never be matched. Um, but in the present day, uh, in the modern 
day where where I've I've watched Celtic live in person, and I've, I played with some good left backs at the time, uh, as well. Kieran Tierney is certainly the top of, of what I've seen in the modern time. And when I used to come to Celtic Park as a kid, and uh, yeah. watch some some very good teams, uh, some not so good teams, but no, I must say Kieran right. Tierney is is the top of the pile there. Frank, are you yeah, desperate to, to see him stay at Celtic that, Park? But, uh, as I say, it's, it's a, football has changed for me, you know. I mean, the, the present team, great as they are, they, they couldn't live with the Lisbon Lions, let's, let's be honest. Well, very few teams could. <laughs> I don't think, you know, if you, if you had to compare that team to, to many, um, that's why they were so extraordinary and, and always remembered. And you only have to walk up Celtic Way to see how much they're revered by this club. Frank, if we uh, oh, sorry, Frank, if we if we turn our attentions to tonight's game, uh, are you coming along? What are your expectations? What are you hoping oh, to I'm, see? I'm, I'm sitting in my car outside the ground just now, so I'm. Oh, I fully expect. Uh, well, it must be an easy victory tonight, surely. You know, this is after the performance last week, uh, and although we've got a bit, a bit more difficult times ahead of us, but. Uh, yeah. Well, we've just got to hope, hope for the best. Uh, the present system is so much against Celtic, you know, eight, yeah. eight, eight games to get into the starting lot. You know, it's ridiculous, but uh, we've just got to live with that. And uh, but let, Let's hope that it'll go okay for us tonight. I have to agree with Frank there. I, I mean, we've, we've spoke about it for a number of seasons now. The, the eight games, I mean, it's, it's so stacked against uh, teams like Celtic, it's almost impossible now to get to the group stages I mean these games are, are tough enough like I say because they come around so quickly and you're often away at a far flung country where it's quite difficult to negotiate and the setting tie obviously the, the level goes up a wee bit but it's when you get to that third qualifying round you can face a number of teams who are who are, are pretty useful teams you know and and can make life difficult if you get past that then you're pitted against anybody and it's a lottery and to, to have that m- amount of games to play to reach the group stages for a club like this who, who have, you know, played at the, the top level for a number of years, I think is, is ridiculous. And uh, if this Celtic team can manage it, you've got to take your hats off because we all spoke about it last season. The, the volume of games they played at the end of the season, when you think about it, before a ball's even kicked, they've had to negotiate, you know, four ties. So tough going for this squad and that's why Neil Lennon needs a big squad to get through it well thank you to Frank sitting just outside the stadium you can get involved as well 0141 951 1025 let's hear the thoughts of Christopher Iyer he says he'll be happy to fill in at right back again tonight if he's asked to by Neil Lennon he also says the squad are determined to reach the group stages of the Champions League after missing out last season yeah there's always something magical about playing at night uh, at Celtic Park, so I'm just uh, really looking forward to get back in. We expect another tough game. They played a really, really good game uh, uh, at their ground, and uh, but I felt we came away with a really, really strong result. But we know that we're just halfway through the tie, and uh, we have to do a job. Celtic wants to get Champions League every single year, so that's our main target now in the beginning of the season. So we're just uh, really focused on taking one game at a time, and hopefully we can go through. Yeah, I will always play where the gaffer puts me, so that's will always be my uh, my thinking uh, coming into every single game. So I'll just try to do my best uh, at uh, every single position I play, and hopefully that's good enough. Yeah. Of course, now I'm a centre-half, but if I'm uh, put to play a different position, I'm ready to do that as well. It's, uh, it's not a position I'm used to play, but uh, uh, it's more of a, 
like I played in Sarajevo, it was more a holding right back, if you can say so, uh, playing almost like a central half when we were attacking. So it's it's a bit different defend, uh, defensive wise, but attacking wise, it's not that a huge different. I'm not uh, I'm not gonna overlap every single time we get the ball, but uh, no, I'm uh, obviously just gonna do the job I'm asked to do, and uh, hopefully that's enough. Mark, do you think that? That's what we could see again tonight, Christopher Iyer playing in that right-back role. I think so, purely because I can't see who else would fill in that role. Um, obviously, Do you not fancy it? Uh, <laughs> hold the boots on and get out there. I don't think so. I think I'd get a few boos when I went down there. <laughs> but, that, listen, Andrew, that's what you want. Players who say they will play anywhere for the manager and for the team. You know, you, you don't want players who are saying they're, they're maybe unhappy or they don't want to play this position or take the half when they're asked to play a different position. You want guys who are willing to do the job for the manager and the team. And Christopher Iyer is one of those. Obviously, he would love to play centre-half and that's where his best position is. But he's filling in at right-back because the team needs it. And I think he does a, a fine job. He's never going to bomb up and down like Keaton Tierney and deliver terrific crosses. But defensively, he'll be sound. Um, as he says, there, a bit of a holding right-back and he's just plugging a gap. It's a serious problem that Celtic have to address. Neil Lennon has already said that they need two right-backs. I fully agree with that. And it's worrying that none are really being mentioned at this moment in time where they've got these qualifiers coming up. You would expect at least one, uh, if not the two, to come in shortly. But I just don't see any in the horizon so far. Yeah, because it would be a story inside Norm Calio that Celtic would play in the next round. We obviously don't know what's beyond that. But once you get to, to that stage, you can meet some real top quality opposition. Yeah. And uh, Neil Lennon, can he afford to go into those games without having a, a recognised right back? I think you you could get through the, the next qualifier. Uh, third qualifier, I'm not so sure. I think that's where teams, the level goes up significantly. You could be... F- pitted against top quality opposition and that's where you get found out in Europe if you've got centre halves playing at right back or left back then that's a problem and the, and again the problem is if, if Ayer gets injured then you know again who do you turn to Ralston is uh, you know he's, he's hardly been seen um, so it's a worry it's a position I think is it's a priority for Celtic just now. They filled in other, other positions along the way, but right back is, is a priority. And as, as I say, I'm not even reading or hearing anything that one or two bits and pieces are close. Celtic do like to keep their cards close to their chest, so maybe they've got something, but you'd like to think they'd get them in soon because these important games are coming round quick. After the break, we'll be hearing some interesting comments from Stephen Gerrard. Rangers fans, we want to hear what you think of them. 0141 951 1025. That's coming up after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Mark Wilson here with me, Andrew McLean, live from Celtic Park on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can give us a call 0141 951 1025 or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. That's what Taxi Tam has done. I'm quite jealous, actually, Tam. He says, hello from Tenerife, loud and proud on the app, listening loud and proud on the app, looking forward to the game. He thinks Lee Griffiths is going to score a couple. Michael Heggie is on Twitter. He's asking you a question, Mark. He says, do you think Lennon will change the formation tonight going for two strikers? Oh, he actually might. You know, it did cross my mind. I think he he alluded to it a wee bit, saying that um, Edward and Griffiths could be a partnership. He, he might see that. Um, he could do. You know, being at home, I think he's had a, a look at Sarajevo. He, he knows what to expect on this big park. He's maybe looking to kill the tie off as quickly as possible. 
I think two strikers is has always been a way traditionally that Celtic have played through you know throughout the decades, and it's only in recent times have changed to that one um, with the three supporting him. So I don't think it would affect the team too much if he had to. I think he's got the players to do it, and I think the fans would like to see it. And now's the time to try it when you've got a comfortable lead. Um, now's the time to, to throw them in but I would like to see Lee Griffiths at some point I would like to see him actually start the game because uh, no doubt it would do his confidence the world to good but I think the fans here would want to see him start a game and get on the, go- uh, the score sheet We'll bring you the team news from Celtic Park as soon as we get it. Let's turn our attentions to this though. There were some interesting quotes from Andy Gray in uh, one of the newspapers this morning. He was relaying a, a chat he said he had with Stephen Gerrard after the Marseille game at the weekend. I'll read the exact quotes. They say um, no, it's not too early to judge. Rangers are 100% ready to make a proper title challenge this season. Stephen knows it too, having talked to him about it after the game. He's absolutely convinced there's a title in them and that it can be this year. So those were the quotes that came out this morning. Mm. Stephen Gerrard asked about those quotes this afternoon and let, let's hear what he said because he says he never told Andy Gray that he was confident Rangers would win the league this season. Uh, obviously those quotes were attributed to the ex-Ranger striker this morning but Gerard says that's not the case I'm not sure where that's come from I've never spoke to Andy Gray about winning the league that's never ever come out of my mouth I had a conversation with Andy Gray after the game about Qatar and the World Cup speaking about certain areas in Qatar for us to maybe try in a pre-season or a, a winter break they were the only two topics on the conversation I never spoke to Andy Gray about winning the league and I don't think I'm naive enough to say anything like that to anyone about us winning the league what I would say if people bring that talk up is we're, we're prepared to put a fight up and challenge but we're always respectful to the other teams that we're up against and, and what the situation is up here and how it's been for the last few years so that had never come out of my mouth I just don't think there's any need before a ball's kicked to say something like that. All I can say is I categorically deny that that came out of my mouth. We are confident, we've got belief, you know, we believe we've progressed and the squad's looking a lot stronger, we've got good players and we want to put up the best challenge we can and I'll back my players and I've got every confidence in them but I won't be making any rash or bold or naive statements before the ball's kicked, I don't think that's necessary. Stephen Gerrard very strongly denying that yeah. there, Mark. Yeah, I've got to say, um, first and foremost, disappointing from Andy Gray of Stephen Gerrard. And well, well, I mean, we don't know what how, how it came about. Whether you know, whether Andy Gray did say this, whether he was misquoted, yeah. whether it was. We, we we don't know what the situation is. Yeah. But well, listen, uh, you've got to fully believe Stephen Gerrard. I don't think Stephen Gerrard would be naive enough to to come out and say something like that when he knows. You know how difficult the season can be. He's had one season here in Scotland. He realises that it's not a walk in the park. That a lot of you know people in England think it is. If you come to Scotland, if you play for Celtic or Rangers, you, you should breeze everything. Stephen Gerrard realises it's not like that. So I, I, I truly don't believe he would he would say that. There has to be a, a confidence about. Um, no, and, and that's the way he conducted himself in his career that's why he was so successful as a player there was a, a confidence and a determination about him um, and he has to be like that as a manager but I don't think he would be naive enough to, to say that the, the title's theirs right away he knows that he's got a, a, a tough task on his hand to wrestle the title away from Celtic and in this historic gear um, and it's going to be difficult. He's made a number of signings, a number of good signings that looks like on the face of it at the minute. So he knows that his squad is probably going to be improved. 
However, I, again, I, I reiterate, I don't think he would be silly enough to come out and say that he was going to outright win the title before the ball's kicked and he, before he's even seen what both teams look like when it really comes to it, when the league kicks off. Well, we're just about to go to the phones, but I can bring you breaking team news from Celtic Park. Uh, and Neil Lennon goes with Scott Bain in goal. It's a back four of Christopher Ayer, Joseph Simunovic, Nir Beaton and Bolly Bolingoli. It's then Scott Brown, Callum McGregor, Lewis Morgan, Ryan Christie, James Forrest and Odson Edward. The substitutes, Gordon, Julien, Griffiths, Sinclair, Hayes, Henderson and Ralston. Mark, a couple of interesting ones in there. Nir Beaton starting and uh, also Lewis Morgan. Yeah, well, Nir Beaton, Neil Lennon, I think, trusts him as a player. Um, really likes him. I think Nir... Um, brings a, a level of composure when he plays in that that position. You know, to start moves from the back. You know, he's very composed, takes his time in the ball, very good. Uh, uh, you know, playing the ball out from the back. So I think that's probably why he's in tonight. Um, and Lewis Morgan, you know, he deserves his chance. He's went away and he's worked, and apparently he's had a very good pre-season. So I'll, I'm looking forward to seeing him because it's a it's a tough ask to to step up from where Lewis has come from. You know, he went away and he. he he tried down south at a very good side um, so he's worked his way back to Celtic Park and, and I hope he's a, a success so I'm looking forward to seeing him I'm slightly surprised that, that Julian isn't playing I mean you, you spend that amount of money on a player and I understand you have to get him up to speed but he's been at the club now for 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 a wee while you know a couple of weeks at least um, he's took part in some games I would have thought Neil would have wanted to play him tonight uh, at Celtic Park in a meaningful game where he gets some meaningful minutes under his belts, but obviously he's had a look at it and thought Mir's a better choice to, to start things from the back. Really for Rangers fans, it's about, about what Steven Gerrard says, and Steven Gerrard was saying, look, we're not going to come out with, with big sweeping yeah. statements, we just want to go about our business, but he, he certainly seems confident that Rangers have made progress, and he, he does seem confident that they will put up a good fight this season. Yeah, I don't think that's a surprise, I mean, I think he was, when you looked at Rangers at the tail end of last season, and, and playing against Celtic, and, and the way they performed at Ibrox, and then continued that, you know, left the season a wee bit of disappointment at Rugby Park, however, you could see that they put a run together, and that's what Steven Gerrard needs and he recognised what positions needed freshened up and what positions needed that wee bit of competition and he's filled those. be interesting to see if he adds one or two more but he must be confident that his squad is stronger now than it was last season and I think he, he must realise himself that he needs some sort of silverware. I'm not saying a title but I think he, he must realise when he's making that many signings and he made he made quite a few last season as well but it was his first season he gets a bit of leeway with that I think he must know that he has to bring some sort of silverware to Ibrox this season with that squad he's compiled and then you look at as well with, with the squad Gerard has said himself that he, he He's nearly done in terms of his business in the way it'll only really be one or two max, depending on, you know, it c- could change whether if there is a, a player that goes out for a significant amount of money. Um, but really, it's just a case now of him trying to, to move players out the door the other way. He's got to, he said himself uh, midweek that the, the squad, the words he used, was bloated. Uh, and you can see that with the amount of, you know, you just have to look at the midfield area, the amount of competition in those areas and the wide areas. He has to shift one or two. And it'd be handy if he could get a few out permanent and get some money in, but it probably looks like loan, uh, loan deals to get them off the, the wage bill. And that may free up some cash to bring one or two in. The big one is uh, Alfredo Morelos. If a bid comes in for him, I still expect that there may be a bid in the last weeks of the transfer window. 
whether it's enough to prise him away for Rangers we don't know but that will then allow Steven Gerrard to go and bolster his squad even further but he definitely needs to get one or two of those fringe players out yeah, well, Steven Gerrard was also giving an update on team news as well he's telling Rangers fans to expect a much changed lineup for tomorrow's game against St Joseph's he says it's key he rotates his squad and that he's hoping the players picked can prove their value to the team that will happen it's not a temptation that will happen the team will look uh, different tomorrow it gives me an opportunity to give people an opportunity out there so yeah it will look different it's quite a unique pre-season because we've got friendlies in a European qualifiers the time we get off is not, not very big because you, you come straight back into important games that's the reason why we've pushed the players really hard in pre-season to have them ready so they can go and perform uh, I think what I'm looking for from an individual point of view is players to show me that they can play in our system and play in our way and show that they're, they're up for the fight for this year because we, we've got a lot of numbers in terms of the squad it's quite strong and uh, I want people to show me that uh, they want to fight for the shirt all the time so it's an opportunity for all the players that are picked to play. We want strong players in, in every position and we, and we want two good players in every position fighting for the one jersey and hopefully that will bring out the best form in the players collectively and, and for them themselves. So um, I, I welcome it really uh, and it's the way it should be at a big football club. You know, This is Rangers and we want to compete and challenge on, on all the fronts that we're involved in so it's, it's very important that the players realise it, it's a squad game. It's impossible if we are involved in 60-game season for, for everyone to play that amount of games in a short space of time. So the better the squad, the more chance we've got of being successful together. 0141-951-1025 if you want to get involved. George is a Rangers fan in Rutherglen. George, what's your point tonight? How you doing, lads? Um, I've just made two points. My, fan. my quick point is in regards to the comments in regards to... Uh, I don't know, but it's a bit of a stigma. Whereas if you say that Rangers are going to be challenging for the title, there's some sort of like stigma against it. I believe, honestly believe that our manager should be coming out and saying that we'll be going for the title until he says that. And I don't honestly believe, you know, that you will win the, the, the title. You know, we've got a squad there that can win the title. I can tell you right now, if you look for man for man, there's no much difference between the two teams. And I believe that we will be challenging for the title. And I don't think there's anything the matter where our manager coming in and saying no I don't think you keep on saying trophies Mark no trophies title mate title no trophies it's a title we should be going for the class we're interested in do you know what I mean oh, um, you should be, be without a doubt yeah. you know what I mean well my yeah. manager should be saying it too then you no, know what yeah, I mean listen you should be but uh, I mean there's a difference between saying you're going to go for the title and we're going to win the title I no, think that's, that's the problem with it. No, no, I, I, listen, I'm, I'm, <laughs> listen, I'm agreeing with you. I, I, I was <laughs> agreeing that Andy, Andy Gray did say If Andy Gray did say that, that Stephen Gerrard did say that, then I, I said it was, it was poor, it should have been kept in-house. In but I do believe that Stephen Gerrard should be saying that we're going for the title, of course. He's yeah, made definitely, what, eight, eight, signings, eight signings this year. Aye. On the face of it, I just said about five minutes ago, they look good signings at the minute. The squad at the minute looks stronger than it was last year, so of course. But there's a difference saying we're going for the title and we're going to, you know, we're going to win the title because Stephen Gerrard has got a big job at toppling what Celtic have achieved in the past eight years here. So it's a big task to win this title. It's going to be difficult, George. But it's going to be difficult for Celtic team. Oh, listen, you know what I mean? You know, you know, it's not. Neil Lennon's never going to turn and say we're going to win the title. Neil Lennon's saying at the start of the season will be, I'm going to win the title. That's that's what his aim is. That's what Gerard's aim should be. Do you know what I mean? 
they, they aren't naive enough. Listen, both managers, Neil Wen and Stephen Gerrard, are too experienced in their playing careers and now in managerial careers to, to come out yeah. and with such statements. They know how difficult it's going to be for both of them. So they've both got ambitions of winning it, but they're not going to come out and categorically dismiss the other side because that would be foolish. George, no, just think it's a case that Stephen Gerrard just wants to... You know, he, he just wants to do his talking on the pitch. He doesn't want yep. to come out and, and make yep. sort of sweeping statements and say we're going to do this and, and going to do that. Is it, maybe he's today just saying, look, we don't want to be saying stuff like that. We just want to go out on the pitch and, and play football and show people what we can do. Listen, no, I totally agree with that. He's being cute, for, but for me, he's been far too cute. Do you know what I mean? He should be turning around and saying, we'll be going for the title. We'll be going to take Celtic all the way. I don't think there's anything the matter with that. I don't think Celtic are a million miles ahead of Rangers. I can tell you that right now. Uh, and I think we will be chasing them at the end of the season. Um, so I don't think there's any matter, but there seems to be a stigma. No, Mark said trophies. I don't want trophies, Mark. Scottish Cup and the League Cup, that's brilliant. That's a bonus. This season well, I want... Listen, if, the, if, the, if, the you can't, if you can't win the league, if Celtic do win the league, then surely, surely you're wanting trophies. I know I understand every team wants to win the league, but surely you understand that if you don't win the league, I think it's imperative that Steven Gerrard has some sort of silverware to show for, for the signing he not only made this season but last season well thank you to George in Rutherglen 01419511025 if you want to get involved after the break we'll be taking a closer look at that Celtic team news and also hearing from Kilmarnock manager Angelo Alessio that's after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Mark Wilson here with me, Andrew McLean, live from Celtic Park on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I'll bring you the Celtic team news again quickly, but first of all, there is other games going on around Scotland. The Betfred Cup tonight, a few fixtures. Uh, St Mirren playing Edinburgh City. I'll read you their team. Cladgate uh, in goal. It's Paul McGinn, Gary McKenzie, Jack Baird, Cameron McPherson, then Flynn, Stephen McGinn, Magenis, Andrew, Jorkaev and Cook. So a, a couple of new signings in there in, in Tony Andrew and, and Jorkaev. Jorkaev, yeah. yeah. Jorkaev's the name that stands it's a big out. a name to live up to, isn't oh, it? Oh, as everyone will look forward to seeing what he can he can bring. But I'm looking forward to seeing what Jim Goodwin's team um, can do this season. Disappointed probably at the defeat the other day, but uh, he played good football at Iowa, you know, on a, a tight budget and training twice a week so I wonder what he can do with a full time team when that budget's a wee bit more than they had at Iowa Speaking of names as well there's also Sherwin Sadoff who's signed for Motherwell this window who's a distant relative relative of Clarence Sadoff there's Devontae Cole who is Andy Cole's son who's also at Motherwell so uh, a star-studded lineup. Exactly who says Scottish football's boring and can't attract the big names they may not be the premium big names but we still get them Andrew It's alright the diluted versions we'll take the, them anyway. Yeah we'll take them Then we've got uh, Hamilton playing Clyde as well their lineup: Fawn Williams in goal then it's McGowan McMahon McKenna Alston Miller Gogic Hughes Easton Smith and Ogpo as for Celtic of course they're playing Sarajevo here a 7.45 kickoff. I'll give you their lineup again it's Scott Bain in goal the back four Christopher Iyer filling in at right back once again then it's near Beton Jozo Simunovic and Bolly Ball and Goli Scott Brown and Callum McGregor the holding midfielders with James Forrest Ryan Christie and Lewis Morgan in behind Odson Edward the substitutes Gordon Julien Ralston Hayes Henderson Sinclair and Griffith. So, in terms of surprises, we, we talked about it earlier on near Beaton, Lewis Morgan, but plenty of players in there that, you know, will be definite starters for Celtic, you'd think, throughout yeah. the whole season. Yeah, well, I, I said, you know, at the start of the show, I thought Neil would go with his strongest side, um, and there's certainly a portion of that, his strongest side. 
Um, at the moment, anyway, with Kieran Tierney still being injured, um, or if he'll still be here. Um, but plenty of experience to negotiate a tie like this, you know, for, for guys like Morgan and Mir Beaton, who, who didn't play a lot um, for Celtic, that is, last season. Then there's enough experience round about them. You know, Christopher Ayer's still out there in the right-back position. But again, I can't see it being a problem tonight. It's further down the line when you get the the tougher ties uh, and the opponents become that wee bit harder that things like that will get exposed. But tonight, can't see a problem. 01419511025 if you want to come on the phone. Bill is a Celtic fan in Jordan Hill. Bill? Hi there. Um, it was just a question. I heard Mark saying earlier on about the difficulty in getting a right back in. Um, last year, Nathaniel Klein went out on loan to Bournemouth. This year, Bournemouth signed Stacey. So he's obviously not going back there. Um, is there any problem, any reason why Celtic shouldn't be able to go for him? I tell you what, he's a good player. I, I do like him. Plenty of pace. You know, played a lot of games at a, a top level. I mean, the only problem I can I can foresee with that is the the wages again. I mean, the wages that these players command in England and even going to Bournemouth nowadays. I mean, I, I mean, in 2012, I went to Bristol City and I played against Bournemouth in pre-season and they were way down the divisions I think it's something like the second or third division and they weren't paying anything now they're paying guys 80 to 100 grand a week maybe even more so that's the only problem I can foresee um, with that of course then you've got the lure of playing here um, at Celtic Park you've got the lure of the Champions League but you have to get there uh, and it's it's okay when you, you've got the group stages to lure players in, but it's getting there. And Celtic need a right back to get them through these games to get them there. So it's it's a situation it's it's tricky for Neil Lennon to negotiate. But players like that, that's players who I would like to see at Celtic. But again, the wage structure may prove the problem. Bill, yeah. what have you made of the the Celtic lineup for tonight's game? Yeah, I think it's a good lineup. Um, I think it's. As Neil said, he's shown a bit of respect to the other team. Obviously, give us a chance to see Lewis Morgan from the start. He's very impressed with him when he came on as a sub uh, in Sarajevo. So, um, looking forward to him doing well. I think he's got a lot to offer to Celtic. Uh, I think he can put in a good ball in from the wing. And given half a chance, I think he can, uh, he can score a few goals. I would just like to see Celtic at some stage bringing in somebody as a holding centre-forward. Uh, somebody like a uh, guy who was released from Leicester City there, Okazaki. You know, to me, he's a robust enough guy, could hold the ball up. Okay. Um, somebody that I think could do a job for Celtic. And I would move Edward to the left wing because I think Edward's a far better player when he's facing the goal than he is when he's back to the goal. Well, listen, you, you hadn't... Uh, not a bad point there. I, I think for a, for a few years, Celtic have have missed a, a different option up front. Now, I think Edward is strong when he, he gets his backside into people and, and you see strength sometimes. But you can't really fire balls up to him and he's going to hold things in his chest or flick things on. You know, I've mentioned the John Hartson and the Chris Sutton days and even in my time, Venegura Hesslink, when you were in trouble, you could just hit the ball up and it was, a, it was a different option. Celtic haven't got that. Lee Griff is very much off the shoulder. Edward very much off the shoulder. Uh, instinctive forwards but I would like to see someone else come in you know that stature a big guy who, who who's a threat at set pieces because Celtic don't score a lot from set pieces but as I say in European games where you're in trouble you can just ping the ball up and they'll bring people up the park towards you and Edward like you say 
I like Edward uh, on the left-hand side. I think, again, Mikey Johnson looks like he could be exciting this year. Scott Sinclair, I think he's worth keeping. I've said that for his goals alone. But for pace, out-and-out pace, Edward on the left wing, I like seeing him there. And if you bring another guy in, a big guy, then it gives Neil Lennon that option to, to shift him out there. Well, thank you to Bill in Jordan Hill for his call. Let's uh, turn our attention. So there's obviously a couple more games in Europe tomorrow night. Uh, Angelo Alessio says he can't wait to manage his first home game as Kilmarnock boss. He says they've been training hard all week and he's looking forward to seeing the supporters. I think at this point, uh, at this stage of uh, se- of, se- uh, of season, our training, our session, our uh, hours uh, of training is uh, is precious. And I think uh, this week we we are training a lot and uh, I expect a uh, good performance of, uh, for tomorrow. I can't uh, wait because uh, it's, uh, it's uh, the first uh, uh, home matches for me. It's a real uh, chance to, to say hello to the fans, the support. And uh, for me, it's a great uh, opportunity. And uh, I, I think tomorrow uh, will be a great uh, atmosphere. A great atmosphere. And... Uh, uh, I, I want to see, I want to, to, uh, to listen to my, uh, my fans, uh, the noise, uh, the passion, uh, because, uh, uh, you know, the support kill is very, very noise. It's a big, big night for Angelo Alessio tomorrow. There's obviously yeah. been a lot of expectation at Kilmarnock with the, the way things went last season. Obviously, they've got a, a new manager in, but a good opportunity to him for him to, to put a Kilmarnock team out there and, and show the fans what they can be expecting from Kilmarnock this season. Well, I think the fans are, are going along to Rugby Park wondering what they're going to get. They've had it great under Steve Clark for for a, a season and a half. Um, whoever went in there, it was going to be a tough, tough job to replace what Steve Clark achieved. But they got a big manager. You've got to say to the chairman that he went out, he took his time over it. You know, people were back pre-season and still Kelly didn't have a manager. He took his time and he believes he's got the right man. A man with experience and contacts. But I think a portion of the Kelly fans will still be thinking, what are we going to get here? We've seen many foreign managers come in before and fail but will this be the, the different one? Will the Kilmarnock squad that's that's there, will that be enough to get them through? I think they'll still get through the European tie. I don't know how they'll fare this season. It's it's a big ask for them to to replicate what they did last year under Steve Clark. I mean, there's a lot of continuity there. Alex Dyer's still there. Most of the players are still there. Alex Bruce got re-signed mm. today as well, although he didn't feature too much. I think only two signings Angelo Alessio's made, but you'd think that that continuity will help going into this new season. Yeah, but there's a few went out the door uh, as well. So, I mean, it's the size of the squad, the depth of the squad that, that would probably concern me. However... He's got plenty of contacts, you know, he, he knows people in the right places and you just wonder if his pals will help him out with a few guys coming in alone and I think the Kelly fans, I think that's what they'll be expecting. When they saw him getting appointed, I think they're thinking, I wonder who this guy can bring bring with him and, and how he can excite and how they can improve what they did, but I still think it'll be a tall order. Quick uh, prediction from you for tonight, what are you thinking, Mark? Tonight I think Celtic will stroll it. Um, I'm going to go for 4-0 Celtic. 4-0 Celtic. A bold prediction from Mark Wilson. Celtic, of course, playing Sarajevo here on a 7.45 kick-off tonight. 3-1 up. 
from the first leg. I'll be back tomorrow night where Gordon DL and I will be at Ibrox ahead of their tie against St. Joseph's. Of course, they've got a 4-0 advantage. Kilmarnock at home to Connors Key Nomads. They're 2-1 up. Aberdeen away to Rovaniemi in Lapland. So we'll have plenty of build-up from Rugby Park and uh, their first European game in 18 years. Lots to look forward to. Don't go anywhere, though. Callum Gallagher is up next. One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.